Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Emily. And this is Smut and Swear Words. Round two. Because apparently my computer hates me. Is it doing it now? Um, yeah, we're starting over. You know, I'm not actually mad about it because, again, my energy's so fucking low. A round two might be a good idea for me. You want to tell your kid's story again? No. It was really cute, though. Long story short, my kids call me the, or my kid calls me the pink uh, Power Ranger because he's obsessed with Power Rangers. So he is the blue one current, no, the red one currently. I am the pink one and my husband is the black one. So he'll be like, come on, pink ranger, let's go. (laughs) It'll be the most basic things ever. Like, we need to go eat dinner. (laughs) Everything is like a massive adventure. Yeah, absolutely. And like on the drive home, I think we're getting to that like I'm scared of the dark thing. So he was like, pink ranger, it's kind of spooky out here. Okay, shut up. Did he actually say that? Yes. Your kid's funny. That's funny. I'm sorry. That's great. The yes. fact that he's like he sounds like his own like uh like comic book character. Pink I think Ranger, he thinks he is go. one. Well, you know, I love that for him. Yeah, like, every kid's got to have that uh that mentality, man. It's entertaining for sure. I don't love the fact that he's so obsessed with the '90s TV show because it is awful. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about like are we we're talking like the original Power the Rangers? The original Power Rangers. Like go go Power Rangers. Yep. Like Boo-doo-doo. we're just going to voice over all of these Japanese people fighting Power Rangers. Uh aka one of the most iconic shows of all time. You can shut your mouth about complaining it about is it. Thank you very so much. It is so cheesy. How grainy is it? Is it so grainy? Oh, it's so it, it's you can tell because it's not made for our TVs like mm-hmm. classic 90s. Yeah. So it's the box. That was. I think it's it was a square like instead a of a rectangle. Of, uh, a couple of months ago, I got into this conversation with my husband because my husband was born like two years after me, and apparently we had massively different childhoods because of it. Uh, where he didn't know about Legend of the Hidden Temple. Oh my god, I was obsessed with that and show. The same fucking age as him, and I'm like, what type of child did you? Ha- a child? What did, did you, you have watch? When you didn't watch Legend of the Hidden Temple or the Goonies, get fucked. Someone oh, just the Goonies someone is totally fantastic. failed you. So I said we have to. He's, he didn't had no clue what it was. I'm like oh we have to watch an god. episode. And in my head, it's like this crystal clear, beautiful. Oh no, with like <laughs> silver monkeys and the purple parakeets where the fucking like the teams are. Yep. And I'm just like in that show. The like, blue iguanas. The blue iguanas. But like I just loved it. It's so like, I love that show so episode. much. It's amazing. You're gonna love it. I don't know what my brain. Was I don't think me. I've ever watched an episode where someone actually made it through oh. that entire obstacle. Oh, I think I did. Like the court, like oh, the yeah, it temple. Huge, it was a huge deal when they. When oh they my did. god! But, I feel um, like everyone I watched, they made it like halfway through at most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was terrifying. I, th- I I thought about like being a kid, being like, oh, I kind of want to be on it, but like as soon as like some random oh, adult no. grabs me, I'm like, mm, mm-hmm, no, no, ain't it? I don't. I specifically go to haunted houses where they're not allowed to touch me for a reason. Yeah. So I put it on, and same thing. It's the square. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I can't tell what any of these people look like. I remember this so differently. We also were probably sitting like two feet from the TV as a child. Oh, my God. Eating our little kid Link cuisine with the brownie. Number one. Yeah. Absolutely. That with like the... That peak 90s kid right there. Yeah, with our Lunchables. And the... Basically um, just our childhood charcuterie board. Yep. And the the juice pouches that look like the bottles that you twist the cap off of. Oh, my 
my god yes oh yeah so see he could have totally had the same childhood as me but he just whatever so that was his loss so i tried to show him and then he made fun of me no so get fucked yeah get legends fucked. of the hidden temple legends of the hidden temple was amazing yeah but also the original get power rangers was also no amazing. horrible you were just feeling that way because you're horrible to endlessly watch it N- I've mainly tuned it out. I think I've watched all of like two minutes. We're on to the point where the Green Ranger is now the White Ranger. The Green Ranger? Shut up. We're also apparently, I looked up and I was like, oh, it's a whole other cast. (laughs) (laughs) Which I apparently was not paying attention to. Uh, No, my, 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 luckily my kid right now is not like in. I wouldn't like it's not like weird television mode. He wants to watch he's he's into Shrek right now. Ooh, good right choice. Now, like the big like show for him, uh and I say big show as in he knows the intro and like sings it is Bluey, which makes me super excited. Oh yeah, Bluey's great. Super cute. Bluey's really cute. We had a mild Bluey phase. Well, we didn't get super into it. It was like a couple days ago, like I turned it on just randomly. You know Bluey's coming. I thought they already came. Bluey live. I'm going to have to tell Jake that. It's coming this summer, I that's think. Inc- that's incredible. No, Paw Patrol came. Paw about, Patrol came. I'm about to wreck his life because... But Blue Jake, is about to come. Jake's coming to tell him we got to go. Yeah. So good. But yeah, no, so he'll do that. Mom, bap, bap, bap. What? He, he does like the little like bops yeah. in between and then he'll go, yeah, Airport. Beep, 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 I'm not beep. going to the airport. <laughs> Yeah, Bluey's, I think, coming this August, so have fun with that. Yay. I totally, well, because I wanted to take Griff to, you know, Disney on Ice, and things just didn't work out. But. Jackson Jackson really did like Disney on Ice. We uh, had, we had a very hardcore Elsa revival mm-hmm. after that. He still says Elsa is his best friend as well. Uh, no shit. Yeah, so he's a red Power Ranger whose best friend is Elsa. Wow, what a story. <laughs> What a story. I want to see like the comic put together of that like fandom. I love that so much. It's out there somewhere. Guarantee it. Uh, So we're in our final week of March. Uh, We're in Aries season, which is very exciting for the both of us because we are both. Chaos, apparently. We're we're both just example one of it being chaos is 20 minutes of our podcast not recording. You're overselling it. We only did like 10. It's I'm trying to be positive here. It's a okay. We've done. I looked at the timestamp. Shut up. Just shut up. Okay. I'm trying to be positive and joyful when like all week all I've been is just sad and depressed. So. I just, yeah, so we ended off March with what I'm going to say is a good one. I'm going to point out the one review that you said that it's like, what was it? Like Shit's Creek. I don't agree with that. Yeah, that was a weird one. It's a super weird it's one. It's not Shit's Creek. I think the humor is really funny. As someone who really forth, likes Shit's Creek, it, love Schitt's it's Creek. not Shit's Creek. Number one, Shit's Creek, incredible show, but created the best gifts ever for any situation. Oh, it is. David's Expressions. David and Moira, Any, all you anyone. need to get you through any type yep. of conversation. You don't need words. You just need the two I also them. love sending the uh, Alexa going, I love that for you. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one. And I get really yep. disappointed. David going, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. They work in any situation. It really does. But yeah. Usually you use it to shame me in some way. Yeah. Like I've disappointed you, which happens usually when I don't watch the TikToks you send me. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I send 
golden TikToks. Well, and the, I, I can't even argue that because the part that makes you disappointed is when I send that same TikTok to you. It drives me nuts. And then I scroll back. I'm so fucking petty. I scroll I back to when I sent you that TikTok and, you and I screenshot it and I go, bitch, my favorite, though, I sent this to you already. I'm like, I'm, like a, I'm like a boyfriend who like says he'll do better and does better for a little bit and then no. back into his lazy ways and that is that's immediately the text I get is we've done so well <laughs> like it's like i swear to god last week though you were like i'm sorry and then you did it like an hour later <laughs> no, i'm sorry it makes me feel so bad but i just get so excited that i just here's the thing i'm like i can't oh there's another reference i'm just totally missing but like you send me all of these tiktok and you usually send it while i'm on tiktok and in my head i'm just like I can't interrupt my groove. Like I just, it's just I wouldn't just keep it's my like groove. It's like an emperor's new groove. Well, no, because that's not the reference. But I'm like, it's the same thing, I guess. Where I'm just like, I can't. Like, it's my flow. I gotta get my flow going. I can't stop I, it. But what I don't understand is that if you watch the one I send you, you can just keep going with your flow. Your FYP doesn't change if you watch one TikTok I send you. And you know our FYPs are so fucking similar. Dude, mine went through something, though, this past week, and I haven't been that thrilled with it. So I don't know what's happening. Oh, God. What did you watch? Uh, no, I don't know what it was. It was just one day, all of a sudden, I, like, like even, like, my, uh, like, follows went from, like, some of, like, my favorite pages to, like, ones it hasn't shown me in, like, a solid, like, four months. And I'm like, I remember hmm. you. I remember that I liked you. Where have you been? Weird. But then, like, it stopped showing me ones that it's been showing me. It's been so crazy. Weird. Yeah. Odd. But it's fine. It's one. It's the one of the channels where like the woman makes the little shaker, the little shaker things like that are all like themed, and it's just like ASMR noises of her like filling these little like shaker bags that she sells. Okay. That's it. That's fun for you. I like soothing sounds. <laughs> okay. I follow a lot of ASMRs yeah. on uh, TikTok. Uh, I'm with you there. But so, like we were talking about, we're ending off March, which has been, honestly, it's been pretty solid. March was pretty solid. We will ignore... Blindsided? Yeah. 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 We'll ignore that one um, just out of pure, just pure what pride we did plus what? size individual. Four Leaf was pretty solid. Four Leaf was Four great. Leaf was it good. just wasn't long enough. It was a nice little smutty break. It was a nice little um, smutty break. What'd we do before? I'm honestly blanking on what we did before Holy and i remember shit. really liking it but it feels it like a, it was it was a fucking scotsman because we had like all oh, these Zenny, scotsmen what the fuck? yeah we did oh yeah Zenny. Zenny. Zenny was good yeah with one of my like favorite new authors who gets mentioned in this book which is shocks me still that you didn't like pick up on that i probably that, like, did a but shout out in this one which i just love my brain hurts and it's late and i get it yeah but no, so we are, you want to share which book we're talking about? Yep, so this uh, this one we're doing is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. It's really funny. Um, it was great. I think the humor was awesome. The banter, like, between the two main characters was great. The tension building was good. It's like a semi-enemies to lovers. I wouldn't even call them kind that. Kind of. They just had a bad day and they just based yeah, their entire life thing off of that bad day. yeah. Very yeah. true. I think that this one falls, and the first time we recorded this, you mentioned that this just falls into, like, very safely into that bubble of the cartoon cover romance book, where the dialogue is. is super witty, and it's really funny, and we love the personalities, and the story's actually pretty good. But give me a good fucking. There's not a good fucking. Like, that's the thing. So I know we, like, talked about, like, ratings. For me, plot was going to be a four. 
we both agreed yep. that I put smut at one and a half. Yeah, I I say two because I like the tension buildups of it. Four is because of that fucking epilogue. Otherwise, it would oh yeah, more than that. yeah. Honestly, it probably plot wise would have been a five out of five for me, except for the epilogue. The epilogue was just fucking weird. It was a completely different tone than the rest of the book, and I hated it. And so short and so unneeded. It was like, very unneeded. The, the end. That last chapter before the it was great. It wrapped perfectly. up everything. Didn't you need, didn't need anything I heard, else. Like the mute, like the movie soundtrack in the background. Yeah, I could see it in my head as the whole thing ended. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I love this. And then I read the next thing. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like, what I, is this? yeah. It was it was just so odd. It completely comes out of like left field for the yeah epilogue. No, I'm not a fan. All right. Well, before we get too much farther into the plot, let's uh, do the description. Take two, and action. One summer, two rivals. I'm sorry, that was really good. Okay. It's my movie announcer voice. I'm sorry, I ruined it. We got to get back into it. Okay, okay. ready? Are you you ready? I'm sorry, that was too good. Ready and action. One summer, two rivals, a plot twist they didn't see coming. Nora Stevens' life is books. She's read them all, and she is not the type of heroine. Not the plucky one, not the laid-back dream girl, and especially not the sweetheart. In fact, the only people Nora is a heroine for are her clients, from whom she lands enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent and her beloved little sister, Libby, which is why she agrees to go to Sunshine Falls, North Carolina, for the month of August, when Libby begs her for a sister's trip away. With visions of a small-town transformation for Nora, who she's convinced needs to become the heroine in her own story. But instead of picnics in the meadows or run-ins with a handsome country doctor or bulging forearm bartender, Nora keeps bumping into Charlie Lestraw, a bookish brooding editor from back in the city. It would be a meet cute if not for the fact that they've met many times and it's never been cute. If Nora knows she's not an ideal heroine, Charlie knows he's nobody's hero. But as they are thrown together again and again in a series of coincidences, no editor worth their salt would allow, what they discover might just unravel the carefully crafted stories they've written about themselves. Where the fuck has this voice been (laughs) the entire time we've done this show? Get fucked. That was so good. You just pulled that out of nowhere. Pulled it straight out of my ass. I love it. That's the level of commitment we need to these descriptions, bitch. What the fuck is that shit? I'll do better. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, now you've set what the bar is, and it's fucking high. Oh, God. Yes. I will probably never be able to do that again. Oh, too bad. That's how it's going to happen. Um... So yeah, this one was set up to be like an enemies to lovers. I wouldn't even call it like a true enemies. They're just uh They're angsty. And they are. They're angsty to lovers. But they fit like so well together and imme- it's just chemistry. That's the it's, thing. It's- I, yeah, I feel like that's the thing is it doesn't make it a true enemies to lovers because like you said, they get off on basically one bad interaction with each other, mm-hmm. but then immediately get flirtatious. Immediately like, in like the immediately. text. Immediately. With the Bigfoot erotica yes. stuff, which cracks me up so fucking much that I'm like, it's, yeah. So I love yes. it. They were a great pairing. Like the whole entire like thing is awesome. But I, my favorite thing, like, which we brought up the first time we fucking recorded this. Shut um, up. What we really liked is that she is, she's a character that you don't normally, like, see a lot as far as, like, being your main character, which is 
like she's the, the blonde, blonde bitch that gets yeah. dumped so, in yeah, the, the beginning blonde, the blonde bitch who doesn't want kids yes. dumped by the man who like falls in love with the country girl in the hallmark movie right like, who has a bookstore or a bakery or a farm horses a family business of some uh, sort a garden who the fuck knows yeah but yeah in <laughs> all of these yeah different yeah. coffee shop of some sort yeah it's 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 that character i so the, said it's like meredith from the parent tribe. yes yeah it's that level so the very beginning is literally nora being like i'm the bitchy girl that gets dumped and it's happened to her Four times Four fucking time. that she gets dumped by her city boyfriend who has to go somewhere for work and literally ends up meeting someone, falling in love, calling her and being like, yeah, I ain't coming back. I love that. the, the So like you're like mid breakup with her is like one of like the like the first like intros to her character. And of course, like the woman that this guy ends up leaving her for is named Chastity. Yes. And, like, oh, and she has God. a failing family in. Oh, it's like just it's literally so... I think the author Emily <laughs> watched a Hallmark movie and went, Yeah, that'll work. Yep. That's a good breakup story. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And like you learn a little bit about like the character as far as like Nora Stevens goes. Like she doesn't cry. There's reasons that are revealed for that later on. Yeah. Uh, so she's like really snarky, really funny, really quick witted, very quick witted. Tons of like references, and like I, I had mentioned before that like her and Charlie's like back and forth very much reminds me of like some people that I know and how like quick their brains work. They're like they're totally believable to me as people. Like, oh there yeah, are people who are just out of the top of their head just come up with just anything and everything. So I, I loved it. It was really entertaining. But, like, while they're, like, these funny, really, like, kind of charismatic people, they're, like, so flawed and, like, have so many, like, insecurities. It's, mm-hmm. They're still interesting to read. Yeah, so basically, though, it, it starts with she gets dumped. She's late to a meeting with Charlie. Charlie is, like, very standoffish. And so she thinks it's because she's late. So they go through this very painful meeting about this book that he that she wants him to come on as the editor for her main like author because she's a literary agent, Dusty. And Dusty writes these hallmark small town romance type books, right? Obviously, the meeting doesn't go well. After that, though, it jumps forward two years. So because can now we, can we talk the book's about, out. Though, can we talk about, though, that one of like the big things that... Charlie brings up in their meeting because he's read he's read the like initial like manuscript of this book that she's trying to sell it's called once in a lifetime or whatever it's something close to that it takes place in a real town called Mm -hmm. Sunshine Falls and Charlie's like initial reaction is it's nothing like that so like I Mm -hmm. like immediately like if, if you're not to be rude if you're not a dumbass it's like oh he's probably from there right like, yeah yeah don't, like, spell that out but i'm like he's obviously been there or he's from there uh, so he's he obviously has a connection yeah. to sunshine falls but usually that level of disdain and just like oh yeah sucks only comes from someone who who's lived in that town yeah 100 percent. so yeah so then like liz said fast forward six months so libby is a very pregnant woman yep and says, I want to do like a sister trip, just the two of them, to go to Sunshine Falls because she is obsessed with Dusty. 
and like, this book. Favorite author, loved the book, and the book took place in Sunshine Falls. Yep, and was a massive success. Oh, yeah, it's is, being turned into a movie. Yeah, like, which it's is interesting huge. because Charlie had said, this is her worst one yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I like these other ones better, but it's become, like, a massive success overnight. Um, so she agrees. So on the plane, they make a checklist for all of the things that they're going to do to essentially like live out this like small town romance type thing. Libby is married. She has two daughters. And like I said, she's pregnant. So she's like, well, some of this stuff I'll just live vicariously through you, Mm -hmm. which I kind of loved. So the checklist was hilarious to me. It was wear flannel. I love that. Bake something. Mm Mm-hmm. General makeover, build something, two dates with a local, skinny dipping in a lake, sleep under the stars, attend a town function, pet a horse. It was originally ride a horse. (laughs) She went, you're pregnant. (laughs) Start a fire, hike and save a local business. (laughs) It's just every like cliche Hallmark thing ever. And they're only there for like a month. That's a long time, though, to be gone. So, like, it's... To save a local business? Yeah, well, that's very true. <laughs> but, like, you you, you see, the, like, the only reason that Nora has said yes to Libby is that she kind of, like, thinks that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And this, like, is the theme throughout the entire book is that you can tell something's off with Libby yeah. and it's not revealed until the end. And I didn't guess it correctly. I thought it was, like... I initially thought it was divorce or something like someone cheated or something or other. Or someone was dying or something. Yeah. Like that. And it ended up. It made wasn't. it made a lot of sense. It made a ton of sense. Once it was done. But so as like you're reading this book, like Nora's also trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. So she like keeps like basically like throwing out these theories in the book. And you're like, OK, yeah, it, it could be that. Or it, yeah, that would make sense. And then once it finally comes to your like, like you're like. Uh, well, because I thought it was really funny. So, like, a lot of, like, the characters in the scenarios, because we're seeing this entire thing through Nora's perspective. Yeah, there is no like, one else. Like, she compares people to, like, book tropes constantly. Mm-hmm. When she talks about, like, herself or Libby, she also, like, kind of brings up their comparisons and how they absorb books. Yeah. So Nora is a, I read the last page because I need to, like, see what the end is. Blasphemy. Just, I know. Where Libby is like us, where it's, she doesn't even read the description because she doesn't want to go in with nope. like biased opinions. Just devours. Just give me the, that's yep. it, and goes in. So I'm like, I'm a Libby. I get it. Um, so, but she's, what that tells you about like Nora is that she needs to have answers. That's what keeps her calm. She needs to right. have a plan. She needs to know what's in place and she needs to fix things. Like that's yes. her. She's a type A person to like the max. Otherwise she feels off, lonely, right. freaked out, has nightmares. It's a whole thing. Yep. Yeah, she needs to have that control, mm-hmm. um, which there it she does go into like the backstory of like really where that stems from. Yeah. Um, but basically, they get into town. They're staying at this little cottage like up the hill. Libby immediately is like, "I need a nap." <laughs> Dude, you bring entire. <laughs> I get it. So Nora's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna like go into town." Nora immediately sees that Dusty has definitely made up some shit about this town. Oh man, this town is is number one, has a thing for like the worst puns ever for all of its businesses. Yes. And like most of them are like either closed or yep. not they were overly sold in yes. this book. Yes. So she's like, shit, I hope Libby's like not gonna be mad, but she ends up going to this coffee shop. She's in line and she's like, huh, that dude's kinda hot. And then she's like, 
that dude kind of looks like Charlie. <laughs> so she starts emailing him about fucking Bigfoot erotica. It's so, it's so fun. It's so fucking funny. And she's like, I love the part where she's like, I'll send you the $2 to buy the book. And he's like, I'm not going to have you buying my Bigfoot erotica. But the amazing thing is he actually buys it and then he reads does. it. And then like gives his he like He fully on buys it. it and reads it. It's so but, like, the, the hysterical thing is that, like, he mentions, like, later on that, like, his dad, like, got him books, like, a ton, like, any books he could find, like, garage yep. sales or stuff. And, like, one of the lines is, he'll never know how much smut he bought me. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like, a growing, like, middle school to high school boy. I'm just, like, I was dying. I loved that so much. Uh, but, yeah. So, like, it's not anything, like, like you know, Dusty sold it out to be. They end up, like, running into each other. And it, the line keeps being that, like... I'm not stalking you. This is this is purely coincidence, I yes. swear. Like, this is not a thing. Uh, and, they, again, it's instant chemistry. Like, they just banter back and forth, and their banter is so yeah. fucking funny. So they, they banter through, um, like, they banter through email. Um, essentially, like, at the same time, she's also run into this hot guy that she keeps calling an Adonis because mm-hmm. she doesn't know his name. Very, like... Hallmark farm Very, boy, like swept stereotypical back hair with the flannel, yeah. likes to wake up early in the morning. Yes, Ugh. sorry. Oof. So, okay, so she gets the next big thing that happens is that Dusty's working on a new book, and she gets the first chapter of the book and immediately freaks the fuck out because she realizes the main character of Dusty's new book is like is her. It, it's her. It's her. It's 100% it is 100% based, off her. based off of her. And she's like, fuck, is this like what Dusty thinks of me? And what's what's the book called, Liz? Frigid. Thank you. I already yep. forgot. Oh, yeah. Yep. Frigid. So it's just... It, this, it's these, literally these about... like 50 pages are just so... It's a ruthless woman who fires her assistant for getting pregnant. Yeah. So it's like... It, it's basically like Nora's like worst fears of how people see her just like come to light in a book. Like it is wild like people call her a shark that's her nickname charlie thinks it's hysterical and like likes to he's mm-hmm. like i love to see like a shark go and like you know there's blood in the water you're gonna go for it like makes these references constantly about that but like so this is where like she finds it at like this book and like reads it and like has this realization and papa squat papa squat of, it's like the only restaurant it's, it's so yeah so they're at papa squat she's like <laughs> she tried my favorite is the running joke about her trying to order a salad because mm-hmm. both her and libby are vegetarian so quote unquote so more that's the um she's like i tried to order this salad he's like dear god what the fuck were you thinking yeah it's just basically ham cubes with like, ham cubes on it. yeah but so she gets um, she gets like tipsy with him and like shares oh yeah. the book and he like immediately knows like what she's freaking out about. But like he has like no faults during this entire thing. No. In all honesty, he is like a great listener. Like, he really he's is. Very honest with everything that he's, he says. Like, he's from Sunshine in. Falls. This is yep. when you find out he's from there. Yep. Um. He uh, basically says like he hates it. They decide to play like a game of pool, and it's very much like if I win, you have to tell me something. If you win, I'll tell you something. Like that kind of thing. Like we've seen before. Um, Nora then basically goes into like her whole like backstory and like her relationship issues. You then find out that Charlie's dad's had a stroke, and that's why he's in town. Or two strokes, and that's why he's in town because he's trying to like help pretty much things and while like all this is happening like the author does a great job of like weaving in these little like tension moments oh yeah like 
we're like getting close and like touching or like I can feel my yep. knee against his or like there's like these little things where I'm like, ooh, that's like, I like that. Then the best part fucking happens because oh. it starts pouring rain outside. I fucking loved this shit. He oh. gives her a motherfucking piggyback ride back to the cottage. Shoes. She doesn't own good shoes. She's wearing like the highest of high heels. Yes. And just. And they're sinking in the mud. So he literally like picks her up and gives her a piggyback ride and uh and they make out on the back porch yeah but just, like fully oh, make out fully like make out hands on titties ass grabbing like, you know it's one of the classic they snap out of it type of thing and it's like oh god oh that was a mistake like this can't like she so what she does is she basically does one of those like wait mm-hmm. and he immediately is like Fuck and like backs up and is like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and just like dips. Um, but yeah, so basically they both agree it was a mistake, and she immediately tells Libby about it. She's like very open and honest with Libby throughout this whole thing. And Libby's like, it doesn't count. And Lib- right, He's Libby's from like, the fucking city. Are you it doesn't out count. of your goddamn mind? She's like, I, oh, I could have made out with a rodeo clown. Mm-hmm. What was the other? Oh no, I like the I like Charlie's though, where it's like, why couldn't you have like made out with like the pig farmer? Yeah, pig a widow or pig farmer yep. was the one that he wanted. Yep, that cracks me up. But yeah, so she of course immediately like go because she's still working technically until five every day. No, she shouldn't be. She's supposed to be like on leave, but she's you know work her. She's her. But so to avoid like Charlie and like this awkward like thing, she's like. I'm go to the only place that has wi-fi to work which is which the is, library no where no, is no, it it's the bookstore which is owned by who owns uh-huh. that he's working at it's so again, good books yeah g-o-o-d-e <laughs> yeah owned by his mother sally good yep but of course so of course like, he immediately she immediately runs into him there and he's like i swear i'm still not stalking yep. you like i get what this is like but i'm not stalking yep. you. you just have wi-fi um so Charlie says he wants to be the editor on Dusty's new book, mm-hmm. Frigid. And Libby's like, no, <laughs> because <laughs> you're an book. ass. Mm-hmm. And like Dusty's a very like fragile writer, which girl, same mm-hmm. would be the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need you to tell me that I'm pretty so, and that I'm not a failure. Right. So he's like, well, just talk to her and like try and sway her to like let me edit and basically what ends up happening is that they're going to edit it together. Mm-hmm. So all of Charlie's comments are going to go through Nora before they get to Dusty so she can pepper in the appropriate amount of compliments as well. It's it's just so like cute how they work together. I thought this was great. I, I it was a nice like like opener to like kind of reveal like more about their characters and like what their actual like goals and aspirations yeah. were and how they got into like the field and everything. No, it's the way they work together is so cute too. Mm-hmm. And um so she immediately she, then she runs into his mom at the bookstore. And oh, um, this shit made, that made me laugh so I was okay. dying. Yeah. Was so, so the so mom good. was like, "Oh, you're the one staying at the cabin because the cabin is also owed <laughs> By, by his, his parents. Yeah. And she's like. Oh, the fact that like he's like, yeah, normally I stay there. But, uh-huh. You know, it's busy. But so I'm in my race car bed. I can love that <laughs> so much. God. This dude in his $500 outfits like, in a race we, car bed. One comment where it's like, yeah, you, you know, we if we were fooled around on like the bed, at least we'd have a convenient getaway car. <laughs> The humor so was so stupid. great. So the mom immediately is a fucking mom and is like, oh, you know what? My son can bring up some firewood for you guys if you want to make some s'mores. I love that as soon as she fucking just left that conversation, she immediately gets a text from Charlie. 
why is my mom talking about how hot you are? Like, right. it's, it's, it's so what she fucking said. great. It's, yeah, it's and he so like fun. even sends a screenshot of the convo mm-hmm. that him and his mom are having about the hot new like cottage guests. Yeah. So, um, Libby in the meantime has just set Nora up on a dating app. And, like, sets her up to go on this date with some small-town dude at fucking Papa Squat for karaoke. <laughs> can I? Can we just, like, take a break to be, like, to, just so I can mention that my favorite of the names is definitely, it's either Spa or Spa. <laughs> I love that it was never clarified if it was supposed to be Spa or, or Spa. Yelling, and that the original name was called G Spot. Yeah. <laughs> it was just all. It's the all names bad. were so bad. What was the hair? Wasn't it Die? So well, there was a play mm-hmm. on the word Die for yeah. the hair place. So I don't remember of, what like, it was. References. Yes. Mugshot is the other one. Mugshot. And like yep. they had another like murdery name before that. They're like, you weren't happy with that. Yeah. It's all about like what the name was. It was before. so funny. It's it's yeah. I love all the punny names. It's oh funny. yeah. So. She goes on this date. He's immediately, like, taken aback because she's so tall, apparently. In the first, like, 30 seconds, it's like, you're a lot taller than your yeah. sister. What size shoe do you wear? Like, get It's fucked. so weird. Oh. And he doesn't drink. So she's like, it's okay. I'll drink I'll drink yours, too. Thank you, Jim Martini. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're going to need a lot to get and through this. And, of course, while she's sitting there, he, then he's, like, asking if she can cook. If she could cook all of his like favorite meals, it's so gross. Charlie, of course, comes in because it's fucking Papa Squat. Where else is he gonna go? <laughs> and Nora um, immediately just like sits down and. Uh, well, she asks, like, "Can you help me escape? Is there a back door on?" Yes. There? So like he helps her, like you know, piece out through the back kitchens, running into his like ex. And they go get her ex-girlfriend. I can't remember. Ex-girlfriend. And they go get dinner afterwards. And this is when the bet comes about that he like says, if you finish the whole list, I'm subletting my apartment right now. And she's like, Libby needs bigger space. So this is the first like Libby issue she's like trying to fix. Mm -hmm. So she needs more space because they're in a tiny New York apartment and his apartment's bigger and rent controlled. Yeah. So yeah, so the deal is if she gets through the entire list that uh, right she, she shared with him, that then Libby gets the apartment. So they take a shortcut on the way back to the cottage, and she sees a lake. And they skinny dip, and this shit is so sexy, and I love because they're fucking making out I half know. naked against the rocks. I love that he's like being. Like she goes in her underwear, and he's just like, you know, that may be what like you New Yorkers think skinny dipping is, but out here that ain't shit. And she's like, okay, and like okay, her bra, yeah. And then he gets in, and he's just like, oh god, it's so fucking cold. It's just like such a baby about it. Wasn't it. cold for very long. No, it wasn't. But yeah, they're I love getting that. into See, that's, it. That's the thing where it's like, okay, I know that we rated this like a two, but like the tension and like the, like the flirty like scenes and like even just like the makeout ones were so good yeah that's why i got a two that's why it wasn't just a one i gave it a one and a half okay it was such a letdown their actual fucking was such a letdown <laughs> it was so bad i was like how do you go from making out in the stacks and against fucking rocks to this garbage it's a cartoon cover hate what cartoon do you expect? covers then why do More. we keep, then what then why do we keep reading them because it's popular. And it was a good book. It was a very good book. It was book. a really good book. Just yeah. not smutty enough. So 
as they're like fucking making out, they're like really getting into it. Her phone rings and she's like, shit, I forgot to call Dusty. And you immediately get the sense that like she needs to be there for the people like in her life. And she gets very like anxious and guilty, like guilt ridden when she's not quote unquote there for people. And you still at this point don't understand why. Like that's the yep. thing. Like, it, it, like reading it, it's very apparent that like all these people who say that she has no emotions and she doesn't care and she's a shark. I'm like, no, she's fucking not. She's not. She's one of those people who like extra cares about people yes. and probably puts like her entire worth on like if she's Yeah, Charlie has a great line about that later mm-hmm. in the book. Yeah. Um. So... The next big thing is that Libby says that she wants to save the bookstore. That's like the business that she's chosen to save. And so they start working on like cleaning it up, like rearrange, like getting it organized, all that kind of stuff. And while this is happening, like Charlie and Nora are working on the book. So the, you kind of get these just like little scenes of them like working on stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like, so they, I don't know. I think that it just, it's, it's pretty consistent, like for the rest of this for a little bit that it's the same thing where something's going on with Libby. There's like clues and hints as to what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. there's like, I don't know, like the lawyer type of conversation. She keeps sneaking off and like, no one's giving like, well, no one really knows what Libby does all fucking day. They don't for going on like a trip together. They honestly don't spend like any fucking time together. Yeah. She's always like off doing something. Uh, And then it's just like you said, it's them working on the book. It's them like still going through like different items on the list as far as like the small town like event as far as the community play for. Yeah, they go to they go to a a town hall meeting. That was great. That cracked me up. They go to a play, which was fucking horrific. Mm -hmm. They go to a party at Charlie's mom's house and you see like so their mom passed away, which is a big like. What's the word I'm looking for? It's the big, like, stressor and, like, trauma for both yeah. of them. Because, like, and it wasn't even like they had, like, a dad to lean on either. Like, this is, like, no, the it was just the tale two of, them. of, like, mom who, or, like, a, a woman who wants to become a famous actress, has two right. kids, brings them to New York to, like, live out this life, and it never happens. So it's, like, a string of men who come in. One, and you get, like, you end up getting the perspective, even though it's all told from Nora, but you, you learn, like, what... How each of them they each had very different reactions to their childhood childhood. and like Nora is in love with New York and is like has this very like glamorized view of like yeah we didn't have a lot but like mom made all of these things like fun for us. And Libby's like, uh, no, mom like life sucked and mom just went from heartbreak to heartbreak and we were in a shitty apartment you know what i mean like it's two very different perspectives which is interesting though because that's not how like nora didn't know that that's how libby viewed it no so that's a lot of this is one of those classic ones of like people aren't talking like people like feel like they understand how the other one is feeling and all it builds up into like so much pressure that it all comes out as to what's happening and then there's you know and you get a little bit more on like charlie's backstory as well and Mm -hmm. that his mom essentially was pregnant already came back married um clint so charlie is not technically clint's son clint's son and basically everyone was just a fucking assholes to them in the town until 
Sally won him over, his yeah, mom. Yeah, but, but the thing was that, the, like, the town's so fucking ass backwards that even though, like, Sally won them over, they were all still dicks to yep. Charlie. Yep, And But I think that, like, the author had, like, the interesting, like, piece of having that foil of Shepard being in it, where yeah. Shepard is his cousin, the Adonis that we were talking about earlier, who is, like would have been the ideal son for Clinton Sally yep. in Charlie's eyes. And you also have it as who would have been the hallmark love interest for Nora. And they go on a date because like they do on like a tour guide thing and like they and dance it's in again it's boring as shit. But it's very stereotypical. It's it is so... something you would see in a traditional uh-huh. romance like this where he takes her uh, like up to this lookout point and they dance with the radio playing in the truck. Gag me. Like it Ugh. is literally I've seen that scene yeah. so many times before. And to Nora it just feels like she's watching from the outside. Like it's Yeah, it not, doesn't feel like it her. It doesn't feel like her at all. Nope. So then you get the um, oh, fuck him. Sorry, Adonis esque Hallmarky men with their I, he wasn't hair. bad. He wasn't a bad guy. He, he was, was boring. Boring though. He was so fucking boring. Get but he out wasn't of here. bad. He was, he was useful in being the foil for Charlie. Yeah, I could have used less of him. Like I just don't. I don't he, care. I, I, he only came in like. A few times. Mm, he was there enough. I didn't need more, <laughs> thank you very much. So they meet in the study rooms. They start making up, making out of the fucking library table. And I will say, though, I love it. We have two great lines, which are always my favorite, where he's like, you fucking undo me. Ugh. Love that shit so it's much. so good. And he's like, we're, I'm not going to fuck you here because when I fuck you, we're we're going to fuck the right way. Which, again, when we finally get them to I know. like a page and a half. You're like, I oh, hate it. time you promised me. Oh, wait, it just went off into the ether. It's so annoying. Yeah. So that is, though, that's the part, though, when then they talk about he's like, we can't fuck in my kid bed. Yeah. It would be a great getaway vehicle. That one made me laugh so hard. That was funny. They do. Um, so they start planning like this charity event for the bookstore. Um, and it's all once like once upon a lifetime. Theme, yes. Which is great that like Dusty signed on to do like a Q&A panel like for yes. this event. So like things are coming around like. Libby's like working on again still working on the bookstore it's the same thing though of like they don't know they're not talking they're not fucking talking and like Nora's trying to like hint hint that like you know you could tell me anything but Libby then gets flustered or gets yeah. offensive or like all the, it's it's which honestly what the reason ends up being that pisses me off that she waited so long and that it got to like the point where it got um three Three weeks. I'll play she devil's advocate on that one when we get there. Mm-hmm. So uh, things are starting to like build up, right? You're you're starting to get like to the peak of the conflict, and you find out that Nora has been offered to interview for this editor job, which is actually her dream job, right? And you find out that she had an opportunity to be so like she's actually always wanted to be an editor. That's what she wanted to do. She and didn't want to be an agent. Charlie's like you're really fucking good at this. They agree on like almost every single point, and like yep. like the back and forth. He's like, you can do this. This is not a like yep. I'm like what the heck. So an opportunity opens up for her to take like to interview for it, and you find out the only reason she didn't. The first time was because Libby got pregnant. So Nora didn't want to take the pay cut and wanted to make sure that she was going to be financially secure because she's so freaked that they're going to be poor again. Yep. That she didn't didn't go for it. Yep. But what you find out, though, whose is whose job is it that she would be filling in for? 
we're not there yet. But I wanna, we're not there yet. Oh, I'm just, There's tension with Libby first. Uh, whatever. Because Libby passes the fuck out. Yeah, because she finally fucking reveals what's going to happen later on. Because it's just she's not fucking saying anything. Yeah. So Libby passes the fuck out. You find out that she's fucking anemic. And she just wasn't saying anything. This is also when you find out that she's not a vegetarian she anymore. Had when I was pregnant, where she's got low iron, she'd be having like full iron. Yep. Like, like she's on iron supplements and she'd be eating more red meat. And she's, yeah, she's not a vegetarian. Right. She's got a love for Whoppers now. Like yep. it's just dumb shit. So Nora goes to the store to finish. This is when we finally get our sex scene. Mm-hmm. Is that Nora goes to the bookstore to finish the edits with Charlie. The lights go out, of course. <laughs> and she's like, I just think we should stay together. This is when you find out that Charlie is not going back to New York. And no. the job that she's up for is his editing job. We were close enough. We could have gotten away with that. Look, I get you want to keep everything in chronological order, but goddamn, I just get so excited about things. I know. Points. Anyways, did you want to say something? They fuck. It basically is a fade to black. They fuck one more time and just say, we did, we did. it was slow and sensual. And I yeah, was like, it was annoying. give me more. And um, but yeah, so Charlie, those- Charlie is saying, though, uh-huh. to essentially run the store. Yeah. Is, so it's really they, what it they've is. determined like in this like sex talk and everything that like it can't go past this because Nora's not going to come she's live not gonna stay falls. he doesn't want her to do nope. that and they can't have like a long distance relationship because they both had those before and, they've and it's been not horrible. Worked. yeah so then Brendan comes with the girls which I was like why the fuck are they there but okay they said they were going to yeah, I really did not remember that part mm-hmm. I was just like oh okay yeah, the first three weeks are going to be just Libby and Nora and then on the last week was when Brendan and the girls are going to come and join them so this is when you find out what Libby's whole fucking thing was I hate this shit it was essentially that Brendan took a job in Asheville and they were moving to Sunshine Falls they had already bought a house It was huge. They were going to have way more space. They wanted the girls to grow up somewhere, not like not in the city. Um, Obviously, Nora freaks out because New York is like their home. She essentially ties her home is New York and Libby. Like that is what it is for her. Um, This is when she finally like breaks down crying. She hasn't cried and she's worried that she's going to be alone. And Charlie is like, Libby's not leaving you. She's just leaving the city. And that because Nora immediately starts thinking, well, maybe I should move down here because Libby's going to be here. And I was happy that that immediately gets shut down because I was like, if this is how this book ends, I'm going to be fucking chaos. Can I also say, and I don't know if you're going to agree. I think Libby's kind of a dick. I think that Libby's kind of an asshole, not just for like how she handled the situation, because I know you have a devil's advocate type of thing to throw out there, but even just the comments that she makes to Nora Throughout this whole fucking story, shut the fuck up. Libby like, so is definitely at, kind uh, of a dick. At, <coughs> at Charlie's mom's house, like when they're like at the when they're having a salon after the terrible community theater thing. Yeah. And Libby says to like about Nora that she doesn't like care about all she cares about is her job and she doesn't really yeah. like give a shit about anybody. And like, basically confirms Nora's worst fears that not only does everybody else think of her this way, but apparently Libby does too. Get fucked. Yeah. Like you, this woman so is there by, for everything and you have the audacity to say My devil's that advocate though is that Nora didn't tell her any of the sacrifices she made for Libby. She was definitely one if of those. If Libby opened up her own fucking eyes for a second, she'd see any of that. 
I financially think, what she's getting, time-wise what she's getting. The I think she's both of there. them are horrible communicators. Yeah, true. With each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand Libby not telling her until later because she really, her whole argument was, I was trying to convince you to move here with us because I'm selfish. You're doing a shit job of it, though, if you've literally abandoned her every single day to go off and figure yeah. shit out. Yeah. You, you see I agree. her for a few hours every day and that's it. I agree. And yeah, that made me, I, was I agree. Annoyed. I think that's just a plot device, personally, but <sighs> mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. Um, yeah, so I was just, I was annoyed with like, yeah. that character at that point. And like, I, same thing. I think that she's selfish and like even wanting Nora to like come. But I, them. I like that she acknowledges that oh, she's yeah, like, I'm selfish. Fine. I want both. She's like, I want you, and I want to be in this like house, and I want to raise my kids here. So like, I understand. But like, then when you have Charlie, who like has known her for like so much less time, and is like, I love you too much to ever want to ask you to do that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. But I will say, wow. I love that Charlie's like. Um, Because he does. He brings up long distance. And she's like, "I that just doesn't work. And he's like, she's like, maybe we just enjoy these moments. And then that's the end. And he's like, nope. (laughs) He's like, nope, I'll look for you. He's like, yep, I'll need some edits (laughs) because I'm not accepting that as an Mm -hmm. ending. You're going to need to do better than that. Um, And uh, so I love that. It's really. So. They're at the charity ball. They essentially like dance. They both say, I love you. I will say one really cute moment is that Charlie bought both Libby and Nora flannels because oh, it was on their it. list. Yeah. And I was like, that's super list. cute. Um, basically, <sighs> Nora, uh, Charlie says like he I will say he has a great line where he says he wished that he was that this was enough. But he's like, but I know that's not real life and I know you have to leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they essentially she leaves. They pack pack Libby up, get him out. And uh, I think the part that I liked about about this part as they're like getting towards like the ending and doing the wrap up is that like throughout the story, you're also getting the development of. Dusty's book Frigid yeah and like these different like pieces and little hints of how it's happening and you get what is the end of Frigid and like how it's going to happen and Nora brings up the point that she loves an ending where it's not purely happy that something had to be sacrificed so you could like find the joy in these like other moments yeah nothing is perfect and that's like how this that's how this book ends ends. nothing is perfect which actually made me realize i prefer this type of ending too like i don't like everything's like peaches cookie cutter and yeah i don't think that we like both whenever we have a happily ever after where it's everyone's together and then everyone's pregnant and let's all get married yeah let's do all these and i'm just like oh for fuck's we, sake we have one coming up that ends like that Ugh, yeah god damn i know i hated it Ugh. um so it's her mom's birthday is in december and they always used to go to the bookstore so she's on the phone with libby like Hey, so like, let's FaceTime later. Like, I miss you. You know, they, they're texting, like, happy birthday, you know. And she's like, <coughs> okay. did you get my gift? And she's like, it's 
mom's birthday. We don't get each other gifts. And she's like, well, are you at the bookstore yet? And I she's like, almost. She oh, I know. Shit. It was so the, good. The gift is Charlie, y'all. It's, it's so it's good. It's fucking Charlie. I love, though, that it is like, it's instill. it's one of those like ties to like coincidences or like those like cheesy Hallmark movie-ish moments where yep. like she's in the bookstore and she goes to like grab a copy of a book that like she's And his hand is also on the book. It, and they're both like holding onto the yep. book and that's when she realizes who it is. And he's, he's there. He's there to stay. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's great. So basically, um, his dad, it was funny. He was like, my dad graduated with honors, which I don't think is a real thing from personal training. And uh, Libby's going to run the bookstore and he's in love and they're going to be happy city people. I fucking love that, though, where Nora's just like, I thought that she wanted to keep it in the family. And his response is, oh, well, she's hoping that she'll be. She's hoping it will be. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love Sally. so it honestly I really wish it would have ended there I hated that's the epilogue should, that's the end. I'm not acknowledging the epilogue uh, at all the epilogue it makes no sense uh, so okay it's, it's dumb plot points in the epilogue was it was six months later it's a party at the bookstore they're gonna get engaged but aren't engaged yet right Correct, because he's, he's got the box it, in his hand. Yeah. There's no ring in it. Like it's just like because she picked out the ring. Because she, she no, because she doesn't. She hasn't picked it out yet. She wants. Or she to pick hasn't it out. picked it out. Her yet. biggest okay. fear is wearing jewelry she hasn't chosen herself. Is like the line. I mean, that's but like so. This is from Libby's perspective. I don't. Think, which I don't give a shit. I don't was that who the what? Who was the perspective from? Was it Charlie? No, I thought I, it was Charlie. No, I thought it was from. Because didn't he say he had the box in his? But she knew about the box because... I don't know. I yeah. couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. Yeah. I was so fucking confused. And then it's Clint's dad's about to retire. Libby's doing fine. And then the <laughs> book came out, I yeah. think. Yeah. To a massive success. Uh, like, it's just, it's all... I was like, what? Again, we're not acknowledging this exists anymore. What? It ended with the beautiful bookstore scene I know. where they got I, to make out honestly, and be all that, happy. Honestly, that's how it should have ended. That's 100%. Just let them end with being happy city people. Yep, and there you go. That's how it is. What a great ending. Yeah, <laughs> I know this end on a high There's no way that it was ended with some weird epilogue. No, it ended some weird tone. would never do that. No. Yeah, so it was good. I really liked it. I just, I need smut. I think what we've, I, we got teased with Four Leaf. Blindside was bullshit. Like I just I Blindsided was bullshit. Zenny was um, Zenny was hot, but it was another one where it was more of the teasy things than like actually like some hardcore fucking. There, there was some good sex scenes. There was in some Zenny. good okay. The pegging was good. That exactly what I was gonna pull up. The, the pegging, pegging was, was good. good. But yeah, so that's it though. Almost happy birthday to us. Happy Aries season. Almost happy Aries season. Enjoy I, the chaos. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I hope everyone's feeling a little chaotic. Leave your kitchen cabinets open. Just have fun. Just maybe go. Just go and do something crazy first. Go second. dye your hair. Get a tattoo. Oh, I want to chop my hair again. I want to chop it. it and I want to dye it. I want to dye it that teal color do that it. we talked about a long time ago. I have a hair appointment this week. See, that's the difference between you and me right now. You have a hair appointment. I just kind of want to see if I can just go to Sally's and fuck this shit up on my own. I'm. I mean, if you fuck it up, you can always cut it off. Or I'll just dye it black again because that's yeah. my normal hair color. So, might as well. Absolutely. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm just I'm feeling all the chaotic energy. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, uh, follow us on social media. Smut Swear Words Pod. Send us an email. Please let us know how we're doing. We love you. Yeah. We're
tired. Keep it muddy. <laughs> Keep it muddy.